Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. Hello. Hello. Yes. And uh, I just realized I thought I started my dishwasher, but I don't hear any noise, but it's lit up. And um, my husband has not been home for a few days, and I'm just like rapidly becoming aware of all of the things I don't know how to do because I never do them and I, I never start our dishwasher and I'm like why isn't it doing anything you know that's awesome yeah I there's a lot as as I may have said sometimes I read these articles that are like you know written towards women and it's like you know all the unnoticed labor that goes into oh, running a yeah. household blah 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 yeah. and I sometimes read it and think am I the husband like <laughs> I don't know. There was a time he, Adam was out of town a few years ago. <laughs> this is so gross, but I realized um, I was, there's a lot of standing water in my bathtub and I realized it was because Adam was emptying the hair every day and I didn't know it. <laughs> and so it was building up while he was out of town and I was showering. So, you know, gross. stuff like that. Yeah. Or like doing loads of laundry. I don't do laundry. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I also um, kicked up into a headstand in a narrow part of my hallway. And I think I saw a picture. It was impressive. It wasn't there. It was in a narrow spot where the basement door meets the oh, yeah, yeah. other little bit of wall where our fancy smart thermostat is. And I oh, kicked it off the wall. Oh, no. Yeah. Like immediately. <laughs> it was like my heels had an unerring instinct for... <laughs> hitting that so i had mom stand near me and just make sure i didn't hit the thermostat after that i think it's working again oh jeez! but it was just like immediately i just was like okay let's do this and smashed my foot into it so (laughs) i'm working on uh being able to do a handstand in in 2024 so it's a good goal i think it's a good goal yeah maybe i'll do a somersault (laughs) oh my god you should you should learn to do a somersault in 2024 one of uh, one of my colleagues is a former gymnast. She was oh. at like a, a college gymnast. She was oh, at a cool. D one school, and uh, and I can't remember what the prompting was, but like on the last day of classes, she ended up doing like a cartwheel backward something or another. Um, and I was like, oh my god, Tanya, I can't even do a somersault. And so she <laughs> she offered to teach me. So maybe <laughs> she should teach you. That'd be better than when I tried to teach you. That was probably yeah. just traumatizing. Although um, I don't know that I need a professional gymnast to teach me how to do a somersault, so much as <laughs> like my six year old. <laughs> I mean, so we'll see. I don't know. At this point, you might need professional help. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if it hasn't, you know, of what kind now? <laughs> Um, so before we get into the episode, a super low key content warning. I don't know. So there is, I have a few updates that are not related to the episode. Should we talk about the first? Sure. Yeah. One is an episode from last. No, one is an update from last week. Remember Mm -hmm. I talked about how I heard something about twisted sister being Satanists. when Our grandma was listening to religious radio. I was looking into that a little bit more and D Snyder ended had like testified in Congress when there was like Tipper Gore and this big push for um, like explicit content warnings on music and how, you know, it's corrupting the youth and whatever. And he's talked about like how important that was to him and how twisted sister was sort of the poster child for that movement of, of Hmm. they should be banned or whatever. And so it makes sense that that's why I happened to hear twisted sister mentioned. Um, And then I also was reading how he uh, stopped some some Republican politician from using we're not going to take it at their rallies that he was like, no, that's not cool. But then he did let, uh, so yeah, he, you know, what it is is that in general, a lot of right-wing politicians have used that and he will be like, no, you're not allowed to, no, you're not allowed to. Uh, But then somebody wrote to him to say, we want to use it uh, in a campaign for gun control. And he Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, you can use it. And oh, he's awesome. talked about how he's a gun owner, but he's like, we need to have responsible gun control. This like people are like kids are dying. This is outrageous. So you get to use. We're not going to take it. That's so, awesome. So yeah, oh, good. Yay, yay, D. Snyder, and an then, unlikely hero. 
Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, it just felt like something that should come up on the podcast. Did you know about Boise, Idaho's New Year's Eve celebration? Is this with the taco? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not that far afield. Okay. No, I don't. Instead of a ball drop at at, uh, midnight, they do a big potato drop. They have a potato. Is it it like a, it's a fake potato, I'm assuming. Like a giant. It looked real to me. Hmm. Let's see potato drop. Yeah, the Idaho potato drop. Um, well, there's like fireworks and uh, I want to see the actual potato. I think it's a real potato is my understanding. Yeah, that that looks real to me. Wow. Yeah, I think cool. it's like a big, um, like a russet. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I just felt like that was information you should that. have. Um, oh, and yeah. it reminded, I mean, it's, it's not a taco, but given that you were talking about eating potatoes on your tacos. Yeah. Related. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had those right before this. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, so mild very, content morning. Yeah, there there are very brief, non-specific mentions of suicide, but they're okay. they're not detailed and very brief. Um, gotcha. But just a heads up. Okay. So this is fresh bones. Yes, and um, we open in North Carolina, and there's a woman asleep. And you hear like some little kids waking up in the background and she's like asking her husband to get up, but she sees he's not next to her. And, uh, and he's in the bathroom and, uh, is like coughing or something Mm. or is potentially sick. And, uh, Mm -hmm. he comes out though. And is like, what's the matter with you? Can't you hear the baby crying? Whoa. Um, and he's wearing dog tags. It's clear he's in the military. Okay. And uh, so they're kind of sitting down to eat breakfast. And she says she had another one of those awful dreams last night. And he says, I didn't sleep long enough to dream, which is just like such a classic asshole response. Yeah. Like, oh, you had a bad night. Let me tell you how mine was worse. Yeah. 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 Um, And she suggested he should go to the doctor. And he starts like screaming at her um, and flipping out and her and the toddler both start crying. Oh, gosh. And then we see his point of view. He's eating cereal and suddenly he looks down and they're maggots. And he freaks out and runs out of the house and drives away. And as he's driving away, he looks in the rearview mirror and his face is all messed up. Like it looks like it's like bleeding and like he's like corpse-fied. Um, and so he like tries to bang the rear view mirror out of its socket or whatever mm-hmm. and crashes the car. Okay. And the tree that he crashed the car against, we see like a symbol in white paint or something like that on the tree. Oh, interesting. Then, okay. Yeah. And so then we get the intro. Okay. And I just want to say that so far, this sounds a lot like that other X-Files episode that you did with the... Uh, no sleep. Um, oh, yeah. Totally different, though. Yeah. With like, well, there's a vet. They're not sleeping. They're a jerk. And they're hallucinating things. That was. Um, That's true. Yeah. That was uh-huh. sleepless. Sleepless. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyhow. So we find out that his name is Private John McAlpin. And Mulder and Scully are on their way to investigate. They're in the car talking. And the military is calling it a suicide. Um, but it's the second one recently. In the same unit. Okay. And it's not quite a military base. It's a military based. Did you say it's a military based, like past tense of base? So it's, it's, um, it's not a military base, but it's like military are based there. It's a refugee camp. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Yes. Um, and they say that there were riots recently about a month ago and a 10 year old boy was killed in them. And the wife, Mrs. McAlpin is all she's known as, Mm -hmm. uh, contacted the FBI when the military refused to investigate. She says that her husband was not suicidal. She doesn't believe it. Um, and so she called them to investigate. Okay. So they go to the tree. They see the scene of the crash. And when you say they, you mean Mulder and Scully? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they see the symbol on the tree. And Scully says it looks ritualistic, which made me laugh because there's like memes that go around and stuff where uh, 
you know, implying that when an anthropologist doesn't know what something is used for, they just claim it's ritual. And like, that's like the catch all for anything we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's pretty accurate. Yeah. And um, Mulder says, well, there are Haitians in the camp. And Scully immediately asks if Mrs. McAlpin thinks voodoo was involved. Okay. What? So we're going to pause. Not for uh, real, right? You're not telling Zach to pause. No, I'm not telling Zach to pause. No, we're going to pause from talking about the episode. Okay, please, yeah. let's. Um, And I would like to know what you know about voodoo. Okay, so I watched that Disney movie with the frog. Um, Great movie. Yeah, Just The Princess and the Frog. From, yeah, from everything. Yeah. I believe it has voodoo. Um, yep. So. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I know that. Okay. Um I know that there's voodoo and there's hoodoo. Yeah. I don't know the difference. I think one is bad. Maybe they're both bad. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I don't know if it's interesting. I said that <laughs> perhaps too early. Um, but uh, there's that book you won't read that is the X-Files Origins book about Mulder oh, as a teenager. Not on and, purpose. I just well, keep not reading it because I have better things to read. Well, then it's a book you won't read. Cause I don't think you're ever going to hit a point where you're like, I've read all the good books. Now it's time for this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess Cause so. we're just putting out more books, yeah. um, which by the way, depending on when this episode comes out, you may be able to go on Amazon and search mighty Millie Novak <gasps> and find my book. Maybe. No kidding. Yes. And it might not be yet, but very soon, possibly so, by the time this episode airs. Mid-January? Is that Mid-January. like the... Okay. Yeah. And the ah. cover won't be revealed until mid-February. And they said, Liz, please don't go all hard promoting it till we have the cover out there, unless it's people <laughs> already interested. But everybody listening is already interested and should go buy my book because it's better yeah. than X-Files Origins. Well, so does that mean we can pre-order? Yes. Oh. Yes. And pre-orders are super important yes. to authors, especially yes, newer authors. They are. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Please go do it. Um, oh, how cool. And so uh, that's exciting. Anyhow, that yes. also has voodoo. So what do I know about voodoo? Um, mm-hmm. It's okay uh, if that's it. Dead stuff. Dead stuff. Definitely dead stuff, maybe. Okay. Um, or something. Um magic it's definitely magic okay. and it may or may not be evil and okay. new orleans definitely new orleans okay those I are think. all words <laughs> those are all words <laughs> i guess i really thought i knew more about voodoo but when i'm you know actually on the spot asked about it mm-hmm. well there's a lot of super common misconceptions and there's a okay. lot of information out there that is inaccurate and dolls um dolls oh dolls (laughs) of course voodoo dolls (laughs) yeah dolls um i also when we're talking about like popular characterizations of it i also think of the movie the skeleton key did you ever see that with anna paquin saw it do you know that me and katie once made a voodoo doll oh i didn't know that yeah we made one of her cousin nick out of toilet paper and toilet paper rolls and then uh we went in the backyard and we stabbed it with a fork and we would take turns spying on him to see if he reacted. And um, at, he was watching a football game. And at one point he went, ooh, because of the game. But we were like, yeah. but maybe it's because of the <laughs> doll. And we stabbed it. Um, I don't know if we got like his hair or anything. I think it was mm. just meant to look like him. But it was just, you know, a bunch of toilet paper taped together, shaped like a person. That yeah. We poked with a fork in Katie's backyard. We were probably nine. <laughs> <laughs> because it was at her old house so yeah we would have been nine yeah uh wow (laughs) yeah sorry so yes voodoo dolls of course that's what i mostly know about and i don't know how real they are so tell me yeah i will tell you um so voodoo is um a religion that is based in haiti and has african origins um and i would like to pause for a minute this is like inception this is like a pause within a pause (laughs) um and ask you what do you know about haiti it's on the other half of the dominican republic yeah and i know there was a very bad earthquake there and i know that the dominican republic has quite a lot of resorts um because of travel business stuff but that it's one of those things where i kind of get the impression that like 
there's resorts and then there's a lot of crushing poverty and that's oh, Connecticut. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, but Haiti is on the other half and it doesn't mm -hmm. have resorts. We send people to, I mean, I don't send yeah. people to the Dominican Republic ones either. Um, I know that um, in the movie Clueless, when Alicia Silverstone talks oh, about yeah. the Hadians, that she was actually <laughs> mispronouncing it. The actress was, and really? they went with it. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't in the script. She thought oh my Haitians God, was Hadians. So, yeah, and they were like, yes, let's use that. So, <laughs> oh, that's um, great. So that's the other thing I know about Haiti. Okay. Um, so those were words as well, but those Good were God. some pretty... Yeah, no, those I were some pretty were accurate ones. ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was gonna. Yeah. Okay. So, um, no. So Haiti is pretty interesting. Most of my information comes from two books. Um, one is Pathologies of Power by Paul Farmer, hmm. a medical anthropologist, and then another Mountains Beyond Mountains, which is written about Paul Farmer, the anthropologist. Um, oh, so he spent a lot of time. Um, working in Haiti and um, helping to build clinics and helping to build like sustainable clinics that were run okay. by locals. And okay, cool. um, so he, he died not that long ago. Um, but oh. I actually like um, during COVID, I got to see his organization. I don't know if it's his, but he was very involved mm -hmm. partners in health um, that okay. was doing a lot of the work in Haiti. And I got to see like a webinar of theirs oh, um, cool. that I was part of not like part of like I didn't present, but you know, attended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I don't know, maybe how you felt when you saw Beyonce. Like <laughs> I like, I don't know. I felt like murmur. <gasps> and luckily my friend Melanie felt the same way. And so oh, wow. I I had one person <laughs> that I could text <laughs> and be like, how cool. Um, okay. But yeah, he was a super cool guy. Um so yeah, so most of my information from Haiti comes from stuff by him or about him. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of political instability there, especially within the last couple of decades. Um, people have heard of, like, Papa Doc. Um, that was a... I guess he was... A, I think he was a president, but he, he hmm. ran it more not like a president. Um, gotcha. Duvalier. Um, that name, name is sort of familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Francois Duvalier. Okay. Um, and he, he was elected as president of Haiti. Like actually elected or like no, elected? like, okay. Yeah. Like air quotes elected. Okay. Um, and he, well, he originally was popular. Um, okay. but then he got very, very brutal. Um, oh, and God. yeah, and very not, not cool. Um, so, and he died in the seventies. And so like, since then there's been some political instability and stuff. Um, but the history of Haiti, I think is super interesting. Um, so it is the other half of Hispaniola, which is the, oh, that's the name of the Island that yeah. Dominican Republic is on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, so Haiti, um, originally was home to, I want to say this right Taino, I think, um, is the name of the indigenous people that live okay. there. Um, and they're related to the Yanomami of the Amazon. Um, oh, I've the heard Taino of them. people. Yeah, were originally. And so um, people originally on the island were coming from South America. And then, um, then it was colonized. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. um, and there was some Spanish colonization, but then the French had a pretty long rule in haiti okay okay um, yeah and so and so they speak like haitian french um is oh, a, yeah. a french okay. dialect that they oh, speak okay. there um but what's interesting i think is that so during the french revolution haiti started to revolt okay um and so haiti is actually the i want to say only it could be the first but it's either the first or the only successful slave revolt that turned into a, a free country wow so yeah so in during the french revolution um they revolted and they were led by um a general whose name i'm forgetting um i can't remember Toussaint Louverture 
Yeah, I just Googled this and was like about to attempt to say that, but it's great that you took a turn. <laughs> great. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah. And so um he was he led the revolt. And so like they um battled French troops and then they wow. battled like Napoleon's troops wow. as well. Oh my god. Um, and were successful. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, yeah. So um that was super cool. So Haiti has been um there's a lot of African influence um, mm-hmm. and like slightly less colonial influence than maybe some of the other islands in the Caribbean, just because okay. that they were able to get rid of the colonizers, you know, in mm-hmm. a, I mean, it's Barely. still was like 150 years, but yeah, yeah. yeah comparatively. Um, so, yeah, so that, that is an extremely brief history of Haiti. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So so now we unpause Haiti and we go back to we unpause Haiti. Okay. Yes, we close those parentheses. Yes. And voodoo is a religion. Um, some people say that it's monotheistic. It could be thought of as monotheistic because they believe in one God. Um, but some people claim it's polytheistic because they also believe in the, and again, Iwa, Iwa, I'm not sure, I-W-A. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I'm gonna go with God Iwa. knows I'm I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. So. Um, and those are kind of thought of as like um uh, angels or spirits or um okay. saints, uh, but they play like more of an active role. So there's like the mono versus polytheistic. Okay. Um so the monotheistic god or the the god part of this is um not super involved in the lives of the practitioners um and is seen as mostly benevolent but certainly not bad there's no like okay. antagonist to him like christians have like satan oh interesting um, and it's i mean it's a um an established religion it has roots in africa um and so then when we talk about hoodoo which you also mentioned yeah um hoodoo is kind of a an american version of that so to speak oh, so okay. um voodoo got brought over to new orleans especially mm-hmm. but in general the southern united states and so hoodoo is kind of voodoo mixed with some more american um like Christian stuff or yeah yeah so there's like some there's some Christianity mixed in um to this there's some Christianity kind of mixed in with voodoo as well interesting um, okay and, but there's also like some um what is it I'm trying to say there's also some like abolitionist origins oh to it. interesting okay yeah so oh. it was like kind of mixed voodoo mixed with um some like uh enslaved people um traditions mixed with some christianity okay so what i recall from the movie the skeleton key yeah is uh that's a horror movie right it is yes it's very creepy um and what i remember from that was uh that like oh voodoo is is fine voodoo is good but then like it got there's like hoodoo is the bad version see maybe i did see the the... skeleton key because that rings a bell to me yeah yeah (laughs) um and that's not true at all these are both just oh religion okay that's interesting all right yeah with no sorts of bad versus good i mean so there's there's black magic can be a part of it but just like how black magic can be a part of like twisted christian traditions as well where people but not twisted sister but not not twisted twisted sister sister. (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway so that is so voodoo is a legit religion in haiti and hoodoo is a legit religion in the u.s in the south Mm kind of mixed with voodoo and its own Mm -hmm. thing okay Mm -hmm. yeah okay yep yeah so this episode is interesting I think, um, because it gets some things wrong, obviously, and makes some kind of generalizations about voodoo mm-hmm. um, that are also incorrect and probably based in stereotypes and racism. Mm-hmm. However, they bring in 
some like interesting stuff about the refugee camp and about the U.S.'s treatment of refugees um, and how the U.S. military has done like some actual bad to refugees in our country. Wow. Okay. Um, So anyway, so they go to talk to Mrs. McAlvin. Right. And she says that one of the boys in the squad told her that this about the symbol and said that it was voodoo. That's how she like came to know about it. Okay. And apparently the same symbol was found at the other scene. Now I'm going to skip ahead. This is not too long of a tangent and tell you that that is a veve again. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a V accent grave V accent grave. Accent Um, grave. Yeah. That one always makes me a little bit insecure. Yeah. Uh, Really? I feel like accent agu. That I know what to do with. A. Yeah. Right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Accent grave. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I get so concerned. that's why I'm, yeah. that's why I'm going to yeah. say Veve, I think. Yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah. And it's like a, a symbol that represents like the different elements and stuff. It's not any sort of like weird, evil thing. It's used pretty commonly. Anyway. Oh, so you know it separately. You don't learn in the episode that it's right. like no. Veve. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I learned. Okay. Um, and that apparently her son um, had recently dug up a large conch shell in the sandbox that had the same symbol on it. So she's creeped out. Yeah. Which, like, to be fair, if I dug up a shell with any sort of symbol I didn't recognize on it in my sandbox, I would also be super freaked out. I mean, even if it was a shell with, like, an exclamation point on it, it might be weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> so Mulder and Scully go to the camp. And someone intercepts Scully and is speaking rapidly in a foreign language. And a little boy kind of like pushes him away and tells him to leave and um, kind of starts like trying to sell Scully some protection. And he's like, you know, a pretty lady, a pretty lady needs protection and is trying to sell her a charm and Mulder buys it from him. Okay. And so they keep walking through the camp and they get to the commander, Colonel something wharton i think walton wharton something not like sure that. how to pronounce Starts that with one w. Either. he's the yeah. <laughs> he's the colonel okay. um and he says you know oh i'm not sure why you there why you're here you know it seems straightforward you know doing that thing mm. and he claims that uh voodoo beliefs caused the riot that killed that boy and says that okay. he was able to identify like the guy who kind of started the riot who's named bove Okay. And, oh, that rings a bell. All of a sudden, I'm oh, like remembering things because I've seen this episode. It's just it was right. a long time ago. It it stands out in my head as like I don't. I didn't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. Like yeah. it wasn't one I repeated a bunch, but it wasn't one I hated either. So I yeah, don't know. I feel very yeah. similarly. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he is. He's been detained. So he's okay. I don't know. He's in a cell essentially. Oh no. And uh, so Scully is going to look over McAlpin's body and Mulder is going to go talk to Beauvais. Okay. So Scully is in the morgue and her and the um, guy, medical examiner, whoever he is, mortician guy, open up a drawer where the body should be. And there's a dog's body inside. Oh, no. Yeah. It's um, pretend. Let's just be clear. Pretend. It is a pretend dog. Yes, and it is. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know how I am? I'm going to look at my actual dog for a moment. Oh, looks good. Good stuff. Good. Oh, he does a stretch. He does a big stretch. He's a stretchy (laughs) boy. Okay. So. So there is a pretend dog's body in a drawer. Yes, there is. Cool. And Mulder is. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Not in Bouvet's cell. In. No. In in the the, morgue. The place where the guy who died should have been. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so Mulder is going to see Beauvais and he's talking to the private who's leading him there and he's being kind of cagey and like, you know, saying, oh, I can't answer that. And Mulder's like, you can't or you won't. And he's just quiet, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And Mulder asks Beauvais about the symbol um, and Scully comes in and they haven't been talking long to tell him about the missing corpse. Yeah. And Beauvais knows why she's there before she says anything. So it's kind of like, oh, how does he know? You know, gotcha. Yeah. So Scully thinks that Beauvais must have switched the bodies or had someone else do it. Mm -hmm. And her and Mulder are driving in the car and it's night and they're talking about this and someone is just suddenly walking in front of their car. 
Oof. Like and that werewolf that you saw when you were driving in Deloitte. Yes, yeah. Yes, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except this is Private McAlpin. What? Guy who died. Uh-huh. Whoa. Okay. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, they take him to a, some sort of psychiatric facility. And I know this cause it's labeled as such in the bottom left corner of the screen <laughs> and he's nonverbal, won't respond and is just kind of sitting there <clears throat> and his blood tests are normal, except he has tetrodotoxin. Hang on just a sec. I remembered something yes. else that I know from pop culture about voodoo Ooh. zombies. Yep. That's where we're going. Yeah, I don't know how yes. I forgot that. Of course, zombies. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Zombies. Dolls yeah. and zombies. Yep. Duh. Um, so, yeah. Is there some... God, I feel like I've read about this, but now I'm like, did I read about it? Was it this episode of The X-Files? Like, I don't know. <laughs> some deal where it's like, how real are zombies? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> on the I mean, scale of one to ten. Yeah, on, yeah. <laughs> how likely is it yeah they're, they're like a seven um yeah. so uh yeah i don't remember enough but something where like oh somebody's like all weirded out and zombie-ish because they took some medicine and it makes them seem like a zombie or something clearly mm -hmm. that i don't remember this well enough to to contribute anything really but how did i forget zombies that's their whole deal so so what so, i mean in pop culture right yeah so Mulder suggests zombies. <laughs> Got so, it. Awesome. <laughs> um, so tetrodotoxin, though, do you know what that is? TTX? No. Do you think I know what it that's is? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know from a foodborne, wait, what was it? Foodborne pathogens class in college, which oh. was super fun. Um, and I sure. felt like real superior to everyone because I'm a vegetarian. Although as I remember when you talked that. about, yeah, with you know. There are plenty of ways to get poisoned. Um, not that I'm <laughs> suggesting any. As we've talked about, <laughs> there's plenty of ways to get poisoned. <laughs> um, so it, it's the pufferfish toxin. Oh, the, um, I should have known that one. In yeah. Fugu. Yeah. 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 Like um, in that Simpsons episode. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mulder suggests zombies and is talking about um, a researcher named Wade Davis and his research on the zombification phenomenon, and that apparently he found that tetrodotoxin is common in the zombification process. So I was like, okay, well, let me see if this is a real guy. And Please it is. Let it be real. Yes. Yeah. So Wade Davis is a Harvard researcher who spent okay. some time in the 80s in Haiti researching, trying to find out um, what was in some of the potions and powders and stuff that people were mm -hmm. using for mm -hmm. zombification so okay i'm gonna say a phrase okay and if it is, i suddenly remembered it when you said powders and then i was like uh -huh. is this from this episode or is it something else entirely and if it's not from this episode this is gonna sound crazy goofer dust does that mean <laughs> anything to you no it doesn't no it's no. real stupid sounding <laughs> but that's like a thing with like it's a traditional hexing material. Oh. From the hoodoo tradition. Oh. Says no Wikipedia. Kidding. Yes. Sure. Um, it oh. comes from some other word. Um, and it's sometimes used as a goofering is a euphemism for poisoning. Um, oh. And it is got things in it like graveyard dirt and yeah. ash and powdered bones and yeah. Yeah. herbs and spices. Um, <laughs> so that sounds like the, the proprietary blend of whatever, yeah. you know, KFC. Um, yeah. So I don't know where I picked that oh. term up, but it just came to me. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, they don't mention it, but they use okay. it. They show it. And now okay. we know what it's called. Yeah. Thank you. Goofer dust. Um, All right. Wow. Huh. Yeah, so Wade Davis, um, so I, I looked him up. He's a real guy. Um, and it's some of the articles about his travels to Haiti are like, it's like, you know, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, when during the second task in the Triwizard Tournament, 
when Ron the Weasley, one. yes, the underwater one where Ron Weasley is um, like Harry's thing he has to rescue uh-huh. um, and uh, how Ron like wakes up once his hair, once his head breaks the water, touches uh-huh. air, whatever. And, um, and, you know, kind of helps Harry help this other little girl, Fleur's little sister. Fleur's sister, with, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as the like story keeps getting told by Ron. It gets to like where he's like fighting off all these mer people. Yes, yes. And he's like stealing a yes. trident from them or something. And yes. like, you know, yeah. So it has like that that sort of like, I believe some of this is real, but I think some of this is you being a 15 year 14 year old boy and being like, you was know, was he actually I, 14 at the time? Ron Weasley was. No. no yes. No, not Wade <laughs> no. Davis, though. No, no. Wade oh, Davis okay. was not. No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, being a white man in the eighties about gotcha. it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, or a 14 year old boy in the nineties. Yeah. And now I'm kind of picturing, um, Jay Peterman. I don't know. <laughs> in yes. so, yeah. 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 Yep. That's not far like off. His yeah. Stories. Yeah. So there's a lot of like his accounts of being like, you know, he had to, you know, he, he was given a false product that wasn't actually the, um, the real, zombification medicine but then he was able to get the real stuff and he tricked the sorcerer into believing that he took it and was fine and then then he finally showed him where the real real stuff came from and so like there's yeah gotcha yeah Yeah. there's like some we're like i believe that he was in haiti somehow got his hands on this stuff at least enough for it to be analyzed in a lab somewhere yeah Um, gotcha but but there's some some embellishment gotcha yeah, yeah. Um, but there was tetrodotoxin found in oh yeah, found in the um what do you call it? The goofer dust found in oh, the, okay. the potion. Yeah. Wow. Um, and this is again, this is like one aspect more of like the black magic aspect of voodoo, but it is not voodoo. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um Mulder is now wondering about the other Marine who died. So the one prior to uh, McAlpin, because mm-hmm. um, there was he was the second. And so they go to the cemetery. They have a uh, a license to dig. I don't know. What it, <laughs> that should be like my yeah. my uh, tagline. You should have a shirt that says that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a license to dig. Um, I do. It's right behind me. You can see it on the wall. It's you actually registered... have a license to dig. I mean, uh, yeah, I have a. Uh, I'm on the. I'm a registered professional archaeologist. I have a number. Oh, okay. And, yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. And there's a guy there, a cemetery guy, and his Rottweiler who's pissed. Oh. Um, but otherwise very nice, and nothing yeah. bad happens to him. I'll tell Thank you. you. Yep. Very good. And the guy says, oh, it's too late. The body snatchers got there first. And he doesn't seem surprised by this. Just like, oh, yeah, body snatchers. Oh, OK. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um, And he says that, yeah, they come and they snatch the bodies <laughs> and uh, sell them to medical schools that need cadavers. Oh, like in the olden days. Right. But this is like 1994 in North Carolina. Which yeah, I don't that's I, fair. I didn't do the research on this because I didn't want to like dignify that with my time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there weren't like common grave robbings in I, North I Carolina in the mid nineties. So no. I mean it was yeah. pretty noteworthy when there were like grave desecrations and robbings in um Highgate Cemetery in London in the yeah, 70s. Right. I mean that was like right wild wild stuff and now they're very very careful about you know they keep it locked and you have to have a guided tour and all this stuff because they don't oh, want to go back to right. that craziness and all that like people trying to uh get a vampire and stuff um it's Whoa. crazy crazy stories about highgate cemetery in the 70s real wow. weird stuff um yeah but uh but yeah okay so sure as if as if it's like the olden times and uh-huh. they're gonna need to get bodies for their like public dissection uh right. in the anatomical theater or whatnot okay except right. it's the 90s all right which again yeah happened um yes but in not the u.s so and but not so recently, recently. yeah yeah 
Um, and, uh, he says that also some voodoo practitioners use the body parts for medicines and potions, which like clearly we're supposed to think that's what happened. Not got it. This. Okay. Um, and he says the line, which I think is real funny. This is a desecration. This is uncool. <laughs> I just felt like, yeah, grave robbing. That's uncool. <laughs> they should have like a, like a, whatever, like the grave robbing equivalent of dare is to like, yeah. you know, grave robbing is uncool, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, they then look over and they see someone digging um, and are like, hmm, someone's in the cemetery digging. And so they go to talk to him and it's the kid who sold them the charm. Oh, okay. And he has some frogs in the sack he was carrying. So mm. they're like, let me see what's in that sack. And it's just some frogs. Okay. Um, And so they take him to get some food and he says that he sneaks out of the camp and then goes back. Um, Like he's part of the refugee camp, but manages to sneak away and then just goes back. And okay. that his parents are not with him. And his name is Chester Bonaparte. And he seems like a, a scrappy individual and says that okay. Bovee pays him 50 cents a frog. Okay. He's catching frogs. So he's catching frogs. And the frogs are okay? Frogs are okay. Yeah. Great. Yep. Great. great. Um, yeah, there was a lot of animals that weren't in the last episode I watched. So. And then one? on the other hand. Uh, the hand of Relitz. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. On the other hand, there was yep. a snake that ate dog from Frasier. So anyhow, um, not a bad trade-off. I think yeah. the snake was also that teacher. So anyway, yeah. I'll let you continue. We already did a whole episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So Scully says that bubotoxin in frogs is similar to tetrodotoxin, which is mildly correct in the fact that they're toxins that <laughs> hurt people and cause vaguely similar symptoms um the thing about tetrodotoxin though is that so it's found in pufferfish pufferfish right. are found in the caribbean i really just wanted um, you to say nature and I, that would be funny like <laughs> they're not man-made um oh you can get pufferfish in the caribbean i didn't know that yeah but oh. this is this is the interest well okay depends on who you ask <laughs> this is <the> <laughs> um so Tetrodotoxin is produced actually in a symbiosis between bacteria and pufferfish or other oh. aquatic animals. So, so they're like, like working together to make a toxin. Yeah. And it's sometimes oh. different bacteria. So different oh. um, species of, of varying genuses. Um, and whereas bubotoxin is made by frogs. Yeah. Just by the frog. Does the fish know it's collaborating with bacteria to make a toxin? Or no. is it like a, it's not a choice. No, it's not. It's not like those sharks that let the little fish hang out near them or whatever. It's not like that. No. no. Okay. It's like All right. the no, that, bacteria you know, colonize. The more I think about it, the, the stupider it is because <laughs> okay. you can't, we don't need to belabor this. We don't okay. for a number of reasons. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So m- my point, I guess, is that like, it's kind of similar, but also it doesn't need to be similar because I don't know. I think like yeah. maybe they just like didn't want to show him trying to collect puffer fish because that's harder and can't be done in a graveyard. I don't know. <laughs> um, which yeah, I imagine not. also yeah. if you have not Googled puffer fish lately, you should because they're adorable. They're like oh. surprisingly adorable. I haven't Googled it lately. <laughs> oh, Look at you guys. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. Aww. How do you do uh, that? How do you do that? Do they do that when they're scared? I think so. I don't, yeah. I don't know too much about pufferfish. Neat. Neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all reminds me, I've been talking to Archer about how he's venomous when he's getting his chemo. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a puffer fish. He's a puffer fish. You got to very type. carefully fillet him before you try no, to eat him. No. Like on that, that. Simpsons. I mean that's the the problem that's with Fugu. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we um, do not fillet the archer. We're not oh. filleting the archer. No. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I, the podcast can't be me talking to the dog. Um, but anyway, he's <laughs> toxic sometimes, but not at the moment. Yeah. So Mulder says so. They're sitting in the cafe, and Chester goes to get some fries, and uh, Mulder says that he thinks they're being followed. And so he goes to check on it while Scully stays inside with Chester. And it's the other private, the one who was showing Mulder down to Beauvais' oh, yeah. cell. Okay. 
And he says he needs to warn them. We later mm-hmm. find out his name is Dunham. Okay. So, so that's what we will call him. Yeah. So he says that uh, Beauvais said that he needs uh, to the colonel, that he needs, the colonel needs to let the Haitians go um, or his people will die one by one, the colonel's mm-hmm. people. Oh, so okay. the military. Yeah. And since the deaths, the colonel has been ordering beatings of the refugees. Jesus. Um, yeah. And the guy also claims that his former fiance died after his father reneged on a or after her father reneged in a business deal and her body was found to be full of snakes. Um, and that's just kind of like left there. <laughs> that's all we find out about that. Um all right. And so yeah, they go back to the car and Chester is missing. And so they oh, see no. him run away, mm-hmm. um, but they don't get to him in time. And suddenly there's a black cat just sitting there. And so the what we're supposed to think is Chester turned into this black cat. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you remember and have I told on here the story about the cat in my apartment? Yeah, you did say that. Okay. It was one eyed? Yes. Showed up. It just randomly. showed up. Inside your apartment. inside. So the inside the basement to my apartment. And it was meowing at the door to the basement that was in our kitchen. So weird. Yeah. So So weird. Um, Do you think it was anyone you know transformed? And if so, who? I don't know any people with one eye. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. PBD. Yeah. So they go back to talk to the colonel and he's sitting down about to eat breakfast and uh, Mulder tells them about the other man's body being missing. So the grave that they went to and was dug up. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And um, he said something, you know, how could anyone do that to a grave? Blah, blah, blah. And Mulder and Scully suggest, well, could it be retaliation because of the way you've been treating the detainees in the refugee camp? And he claims that, oh, no, my men are the ones that are really being harassed. And, uh, you know, sure. And uh, they leave and he goes back to eating his breakfast and suddenly his food starts bleeding. Whoa. Yeah. And so back in the car, um, Mulder and Scully are getting in and she accidentally cuts her hand. And they find that there were thorns kind of like wrapped around the car's ignition. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. And they drive off, and that symbol was under their car in, like, chalk or something. Oh, okay. So we then see the colonel having someone beat Beauvais. Oh, Jesus. And, yeah, the colonel is saying to tell him the secret while he can still talk. Um, which, honestly, I don't think we ever get an answer to what the secret is. Um, I know in the book Hatchet by Gary mm, something, uh-huh. the secret was Brian's parents got divorced. Oh, so there was a big secret in that book. Yeah. it. Uh, did you read Hatchet? Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, once a long time ago and I probably skimmed. We, me and my friends like got obsessed with it, but not like because we liked it, but because we thought it was kind of dumb, but like mm, kind of sure. interesting. I don't know. But yeah, I was just talking about it with somebody how like there's this big thing about the secret because because he like the kid gets like plane crash and has to survive on his own for a little bit right. in the wilderness and he's got a hatchet and he keeps yeah. thinking about the secret with a capital oh, S and the secret and then it is that his parents got divorced and like I think maybe in the time it came out that was a much bigger deal but we read it in the yeah. mid 90s actually we read it the year this episode came out and it was Whoa. like yeah I thought you were going to say the year our parents got divorced <laughs> no not quite also in the 90s before <laughs> yeah but yeah so it's like a lot of people's parents are divorced yeah. so, so it was kind of weird <laughs> um and yeah there was a lot of just like semi meant to be poetic the secret talking oh, about gosh. the secret yeah so anyway I tend to still think that so anyway maybe the oh, that's secret funny. that they're trying to get Bouvet to reveal is that Brian's parents were getting divorced maybe that's my sure. theory okay sure um, so Mulder finds like a, a playing card um, with a 10 on it in his hotel okay. room. So okay. we see him doing that. And then we see him then out by Highway 10 in his car mm-hmm. meeting with X. Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> kidding me? No. Come on, man. I know. 
All right. If I had not already watched this series, I would think maybe you made up this character because he's never in episodes I watch. And we even flip-flopped so that yeah. I got... The, mm. Yep, this would have been yours. Uh-huh. He's meeting with X? Yes. Oh, my I'm so God. Sorry. So did I X know. leave him the playing card? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. All right. Yeah. Th- okay. It's not even like that integral to the plot, honestly. Um, just showing off. He's just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, X says that Mulder's investigation is faltering, and he tells them that within 24 hours they're going to lose access to the base, and that uh, Mulder and Scully are going to be called away on urgent business. And he also talks about how the military is sanctioning the colonel's revenge. um, And Mulder is reasonably pissed off that they're treating innocent civilians this way. Yeah. And X kind of talks a little bit about how, I wonder if he's kind of used as a plot device of like someone who knows more Uh, about the government's involvement in this stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. to make you feel better. And, uh, (laughs) um, And, you know, tells them a little bit about like, the u.s history um not in specifics but just how yeah we treat people in refugee camps really shitty and uh so then we see scully on the phone trying to get to the other private private dunham Mm -hmm. and um she goes to tell Mulder, but he's not in his hotel room but the door is unlocked so she hears a shower running and um is like gonna walk in the bathroom which is interesting for reasons um, and then she sees that water is on the floor and there's blood in it. And so oh. she opens the door and there's a, first of all, a very nice like clawfoot bathtub in this hotel. Uh, <laughs> God, and, I love a nice bathtub in a hotel. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but there's a body in this one and it's done. Oh. oh, well, that's not great. Yeah. That's less fun. Yeah. Um, and Mulder comes in with McAlpin at gunpoint and says that he found him wandering around outside. So, and have they asked him anything like, "Hey, how come you're alive?" etc.? He doesn't remember. Okay. So, then they're talking to him more and he says he doesn't recall much of anything the last few days. Hmm. And he remembers being there. He doesn't really specify where, I think the hotel. And he remembers seeing Dunham in a pool of blood, but doesn't mm. remember killing him. But apparently he confessed to it and signed oh, it. Oh, okay. And mm. so Mulder asks for a word from the colonel, um, who's been standing there obs- uh, observing the questioning. And mm-hmm. Mulder says he wants to talk to Beauvais, but apparently he's dead, Colonel says. Oh, my God. By apparent suicide. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the colonel leaves after that. Mm-hmm. Scully has a headache and her hand hurts where she got scratched by the thorns. Ooh, yeah. So Mrs. McAlpin um, calls and um, asks Mulder and Scully to come over. And she says that there's no way that he killed Dunham, that they were friends and that um, Dunham apparently was over there last night and said that if anything happened to him to give this envelope to Mulder and Scully. And it's pictures of Beauvais and the colonel together in Haiti. Um, So the colonel, when he was serving in Haiti, must have known Beauvais from there. So this was pre the meeting him as a refugee. Yeah. So they go and are snooping around the colonel's office and they find reports left out with blood on them that both Dunham and McAlpin signed complaining about the colonel. So, like, they were going to take their complaints to higher-ups oh. about his treatment oh, the of the colonel refugees. is behind everything, then, is what we're kind seeing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Mulder also finds, um, holds up some dog tags. And as okay. he's showing Scully, he says the name, or look at the name. And then someone comes in. Um, hmm. Someone with a gun. And I think it's, like, a soldier oh. who caught them sneaking gotcha. around. Yeah, okay. Um, and he says, well, no, Beauvais got what he deserved. And Sully, Scully says that they actually suspect that maybe the colonel was trying to silence the privates who were complaining about the treatment of the refugees. About yeah. his, you know. Yeah. And so they look inside the trunk and there's the what dog trunk? tags that they did not. I didn't. 
they didn't show a trunk beforehand either. They just oh, just so I'm clear, we don't mean of a car. We mean like a trunk no, in a room. We mean like a yeah, yeah. yes. Okay, okay. Um, uh, apparently, this is where Mulder found the dog tags. I don't okay. know if it was one of those things where like the lighting wasn't good, and so I didn't mm, see people yeah. them out Sometimes of. It's really know. dark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's also a skeleton that is very clean. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and it's the other private who was killed and had been exhumed um whose name gutierrez we find out okay the so, one who died a while ago before yeah. the episode started yeah yes. oh hmm. so there um apparently dunham is being buried and or i'm sorry beauvais is being buried beauvais is being buried okay and so they go to the graveyard and there's a bunch of candles lit and you can see the colonel operating like the winch the thing you know that um I don't know the official term, whatever lowers the casket. Yeah, yeah. And he's holding a knife, which is cool. And Mulder and Scully pull up and Scully has a bad headache. So she stays in the car and she looks over at Mulder as he's leaving really creepily. Um, She like kind of looks at him Hmm. and then her mouth starts bleeding. Uh Oh, God. And the wound on her hand starts leaking fluid and something starts like kind of coming out of it. And then a guy comes in and grabs her by the throat and is speaking. In the car. Yeah. And is speaking Haitian French, I think, to her. Okay. Meanwhile, Mulder goes into the cemetery and sees all the candles and stuff. And Hmm. the colonel is making the same symbol. um, Okay. The veve. Mm-hmm. in salt or something white yeah um and starts talking to Mulder in haitian french in a super creepy voice like a Ooh. gravelly possessed sort of a oh, voice. oh a possessed voice okay yeah and he stabs the ground and Mulder collapses in pain Ooh. and suddenly beauvais is there and his eyes are doing a glowy thing oh okay um, remember thing. he was supposed to be in the casket Yes. And he blows dust, goofer dust, presumably, yeah. Yeah. into the colonel's eyes. Oh, so okay. So he like, is standing right behind him after he stabs the ground, mm-hmm. which hurts Mulder. Right. Blows dust in his eyes. So then we see Scully, who's struggling in the car, and it like kind of looks like the guy who attacked her might be like drinking her blood or something. It's real huh. unclear. Again, lighting is an issue. Yeah. And she sees the charm that Chester sold them uh, hanging on the rearview mirror. And so she, like, is slowly reaching towards it, and she finally grabs it. And when she grabs it, she, like, snaps too, and she's oh. fine. And oh, there's no and- one there. Oh. Yeah. And we hear a cat meow. So we are meant to think so, that Chester is a cat. Yeah. So she goes in search of Mulder and finds him collapsed. And uh, then finds the colonel collapsed as well. The colonel is dead. Great. And Mulder says that Beauvais was there and that he did it. And uh, then it shows that Beauvais is still in his coffin. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So it's the next day Uh and it looks like they're taking the refugees somewhere. And Mulder and Scully are looking at the passenger manifest and talking to, I don't know, some soldier in charge. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, there's um, a kid, Chester Bonaparte. His name isn't listed here. And the guy they're talking to says, well, no, he died six weeks ago in the riot. He, he was, was the, the kid who died. Uh-huh. Ooh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't expect that. I kind of like I that. I know. I mean, it's like, yeah. once you say it, it sounds kind of like, you know, expected traditionally creepy. Right. But but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it shows the cemetery worker and his dog, and he's, like, got a a backhoe and is covering up a grave. Mm -hmm. Um, And the dog is just kind of sitting there being a good dog. And it shows the inside of the casket, and Colonel Markham is inside, screaming and banging on the lid. Whoa! Ooh! End of episode. Oh, my God! (laughs) Wow! Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't ah. talk much about zombification. The idea essentially is that people are given um, some sort of mix of toxins or poisons or something um, that puts them into an almost dead state mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that can kind of trick people into thinking they're dead, but yeah. they're not. And then, and I mean, there's like a 
big history that I guess I kind of don't have time to go into, mm-hmm. but um, that that is, I think, the implications. Okay, I feel like this might get examined in Weekend at Bernie's too. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> really? But that's the one, yeah, because, you know, we, you know, the premise of Weekend at Bernie's yeah. where they have to pretend their boss is alive, you know. Yeah. Um, but then my understanding is that in the sequel, they go to this island in the Caribbean and something happens where Bernie, like, the corpse gets possessed or something. And because there's like, really? dan- he dances, I guess. And I think there's some zombie voodoo stuff. Oh. Um, I don't think it's a good film. Is my, I, I never saw it, but my understanding is that even people who like Weekend at Bernie's think Weekend at Bernie's 2 is pretty bad. Wow. Um, other thing of note, the resort where it was filmed is where our friend Chris and his wife went on their honeymoon. No kidding. Yeah, which was like part of the draw, I think, for Chris. He's a big Weekend at Bernie's fan. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so yeah, I think there's a scene where the corpse has like kind of been zombified, come alive, and huh. he like does the conga maybe. Huh. Yeah, I'm not okay. an expert, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that's, well, yeah. Colony is up hmm. next. Presumably a- oh. you'll see X in that one. Don't even say it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, Colony and Endgame, big yep. uh, conspiracy episode. I'm sure we'll see Smoking Man. Yep. Um, I remember loving these episodes. They kind of, I don't always remember which is which uh, yeah. in the conspiracy two-parters, but uh, but I like them all. So oh, yeah. it should be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't have any stories, do we? We don't have any official listener stories. No, I don't think so. I felt like I had some story. It was creepy, but I don't remember what now. Do you want to give a brief overview of the Highgate Cemetery since you mentioned it? I would it? love to. Um the Highgate Vampire was a thing in the 70s where um, at Highgate Cemetery, which had started basically all the little cemeteries inside London got way too full and way too gross. So they built Highgate, which was at the time outside London. And it was a big, is a big, giant cemetery. And pretty much almost right away, it was like, we don't have the ability to maintain this. And it was very um, um, poorly maintained, jungly lots of things falling apart the stones jungly um, lot overgrown um oh wow plants okay. and stuff and okay. uh wow and huge 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 not not like the Can one you where compare i saw the demon bunny to perilachez since you oh you... that's a good yeah i'd say it's probably about the size of perilachez okay um, i mean but that's it's very big. different in that perilachez i feel like has a lot of open vistas sort of mm-hmm. but this has tall trees like really wow. tall trees all over so it's hard to see a far distance ever have you ever been to the um big lutheran cemetery out by midvale um i can't think of the name of it there's some famous like i think babcock is buried there there's like some famous madisonians it's um, not where chris farley, it's across the street from where chris farley is interred oh, then I've that's driven the catholic by it. one i think i think i may have been there i think i assumed they were all part of the same thing uh so one is catholic and is resurrection cemetery the other is the big like protestant one okay and uh it's like i've like driven through there a few times it's a little creepy it's a little there's Man. like some really really big trees and like some like Lots of twisting oh. roads and hard to see. You should go it's... to London. You got to go to London. I should we go to London. That, that yeah. You can affordable, comparatively affordable flights yeah. directly. Yeah. You got to get to London because you'd love okay. Highgate. Oh, cool. Because um, apparently so it's going. in better condition now. But in the 70s, it's kind of fallen apart. There's some people that are a part of this like um, black magic society in London. Mm-hmm. And there's... Uh, a schism in the group where two of the, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but um, two of them who are like magicians uh, hate each other. <laughs> and so they're like doing a lot of like talking shit about each other. One of them claims that they saw a vampire there and that um, like he's going to stay there all night to try to find a vampire that he witnessed. God, what was, cause there are all these reports over time of, oh, on this one stretch of road within the mm-hmm. cemetery, we'd see a man walk towards a fence and then disappear or like a lot of creepy uh, uh-huh. stories. Um, and so one of the guys in this occult society, occult, that's what it is, not black magic. They say occult. Um, oh, uh-huh. uh huh. Says, oh, I saw this man. 
he was a vampire um and then kind of they get sort of a vampire frenzy craze where people get interested huh. in it and they're like he's being interviewed on like the news and stuff in sort of a tongue-in-cheek way and he's saying like eventually there's like the, the other magician is like no he's full of it but he's also claiming some real weird stuff and <laughs> like crowds are showing up and supposedly there's going to be a magician's duel, but what? it never actually happens. Yeah. Uh, the, the two guys are going to like duel each other. And then, um, but then some graves start getting desecrated and like oh. um, some people who live in a house nearby find a headless body on their car Oh, and God. Fra- that had come from the cemetery. And so yeah. it's like, things are getting really, really out of control. Oh. Um, one of the guys, one of the magicians gets arrested um, for doing something threatening to the other through the mail, I would say. Oh, and um, Were and they kind so, of like ramping up the hysteria? Like was this yes, like kind of, yeah. okay, I see. And mm-hmm. so they eventually, they form this Friends of Highgate Cemetery Society that like raises money to maintain it. And they get very very strict about entry and it's in better shape now but it which blows my mind because it still has like a real wild atmosphere to it it's like wow very oh atmospheric and mossy and and it's awesome um and there's like big crypts you can go in on the tours and everything and wow um, wow uh, yeah it's so cool but yeah that uh, is cool yeah uh we asked if we could have a tour, um, as we said, we're, you know, we were doing a group related to vampires. Um, hmm. And the guy was like, no, no. And he was quite rude and mad. Wow. And it was very clear that it was like a, oh, we can't, like he feared we were going to be like these people from the seventies and we were going to show wow. up and be disrespectful. And we were like, no, it's like a history thing. And, and it was just like, no. Um, but we ended up, getting a tour a different way um we just scheduled it directly <laughs> using a different email address and we got a really cool tour guide who i think we'd try to work with in the future he was amazing cool. and really smart and kind of i mean he talked a little bit about the vampire history stuff but they're clearly mm-hmm. like they don't want to play into it too much because they're trying to move away from that and be respectful um which i get yeah. um with yeah. all the crazy yeah. shit that happened like it's I, uncool. I think, yeah. yeah it's uncool grave it's robbing uncool. is uncool yeah, yeah. That should yep. have been like one of the campaigns they had, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe somebody on a skateboard. Um, but wow. yeah, uh, I absolutely recommend high- a visit to Highgate Cemetery. Cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And then it's real near um, this really old pub that's supposedly haunted. Oh. Um, and then also near um, Hampstead Heath, which is like a really spooky park. Um, oh, cool. Where like it's kind of spooky, but then also there's a lot of dogs. So oh, running about off leash. So kind it's great. of combination. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So uh I don't have any other stories or announcements. We'll watch Colony right. next. Yeah. Um great. Yeah. And uh till next week. Oh, you know, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Yes. Do that. And you know, download and rate, rate us, follow us, yeah. share us, tell people about us. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Bye.